I'm starting a series today on um, the fear of the Lord, and um, it's going to, I'm pretty sure it's going to be four weeks at, all during the month of December. And so I've told a couple of people about it. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be teaching on the fear of the Lord. And you would not believe the looks I get. Um, their faces contort. They're like, really? And then I got, but it's Christmas. And um, then I, I, you know, can't we, but, you know, so I, I just, I think there's maybe a little bit of a misunderstanding about the fear of the Lord. Um, it really is good news, you know? It really is. And, um, and he is really worthy of our praise, but he is worthy of our fear. I mean, come on. It's not, uh, it's not like, ah! But there is a little bit of that to it. How many of you have kids? Right? I'm telling you. There is a fear of Tracy in my house. <laughs> you know, when I was raising my children, um, you know, they they knew that that I was their the leader, and and my husband um, was the leader. And there, so there was a healthy fear of mom and dad, which uh, you know really helped us to raise our kids and and because of that we we had obedient children um, and and who who really didn't suffer a lot through the teen years um, with rebellion and so uh, having a healthy um, fear of of authority is a good thing you know it is a it is a good thing and it's for our safety it's for our protection it's because we are we are genuinely loved by god um so when i was um when i was praying about this um actually it was the lord that told both john and i separately that that he wanted us to have this and you know whenever the fear of the lord hits a place um great things happen uh, great explosions of his presence happen in the in in the middle of it. So I'm really excited, and and quite frankly, I want my eyes to see clearly who God is. And like Paul said in Ephesians, when he said um, when he was praying, and he said that the eyes of, he prayed that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, so that we we could could fully grasp uh, wisdom and understanding and 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 since um the fear of the lord is the gateway to to um to wisdom and to knowledge this is something that i think is really critical for us because it, the, if the fear of the lord is the onset of that and the on ramp of it this is something that i really want to get a handle on amen um Paul tells the church of Corinth, he says this, therefore, having these promises, beloved, and all of us have promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And so really, holiness is perfected in the fear of the Lord. And David and Solomon um, and, and Asaph, well, one of um, David's um, um, priests that, that wrote some of the Psalms, they wrote that the fear of the Lord was the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And, and so if we look at the life of David, we can truly, and the life of Solomon, we can truly see that, that their lives were blessed because of this. 
And in fact, I was so struck. I've been, um, I've been running to, uh, to Psalms. How many of you run to the word of God? By the way, you really can run farther if you're listening to the word. I didn't know that, you know, because I always listen to worship when I run. But then I switched over and I started listening to the word. And I'm like a marathoner. I'm like, I'm not even having to stop. I just ran like a mile without stopping. Okay, marathoner, maybe not, but (laughs) all the athletes are like, So I'm, so I'm running to the Psalms, and something struck me. You know, when you hear the word versus uh, reading the words, it's a, it's a great way to see the word in, in a whole nother way. And, and what I was so struck with was that, that David, um, he had the fear of the Lord, and he wrote a lot about the fear of the Lord, the fear of God, the fear of his name, you know, and, and just, just how he... Um, so esteemed God in his, in his Psalms. And, and when, when David went to complain or, or when he had sorrow or his heart was grieving and he was bringing his troubles to the Lord or, or writing about it, it, it really struck me because he was writing about it in, in um, how, how it reflected on the Lord. And so he was saying, uh, my enemies have have got a, 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 a an upper hand on me my enemies are you know the wicked are now plundering my house but god for your name's sake will you will you save me will you help me and so he took everything back to so that that he would be saved for the glory of the lord for the name of the lord for the reputation and the reward of god and so he had, a, he had an understanding of the fear of God and so much so that everything that he did, even his own salvation and even how he was going to be um, redeemed out of any bad situation, it was for the glory of the Lord. It wasn't save me so I'm not in any pain. It was save me for your name's sake because I don't want them to think that, 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 that those that serve the Lord are being plundered. You know, so I, I just, it just really hit me um, in my heart. And I, so, so I want to pray and I want you guys to I, just, just close your eyes because I really want to pray that, that this gets released over us. So Father, I pray that you will release the spirit of the fear of the Lord in this house, God, in this city and in America. I ask that our eyes would be enlightened with a spirit of wisdom and revelation and that the whole counsel of your will and your glory will come together, God, and that we will be raised up in understanding and in knowledge of who you are. Amen. <clears throat> so I want to tell you a story about um, about a king, um, and this king who he he lived in a country, and he actually created and invented. He was a, he was very wise, and very intelligent, and um, he he invented um, useful things, and he created things for all of these other countries. And you know, a king, when a king is, is in his own country, there's so much esteem for that king. Um, for example, um, I had a friend who um, used to dress Laura Bush. And um, so she 
was lived in Washington, and um, she would travel with Laura, and, and then for all of the events that Laura would go to, she would make sure that she had all of the proper cultural um, garments. And um, so when um, any time that they would go anywhere, they would take with them um, an entourage of people, you know, they would take their servants, their entourage, they would go basically with, with Air Force One, and, and then when they would step off of Air Force One, there was always a red carpet, and that's how a king travels to another nation. But in this particular story, this, this particular king decided that he was going to go visit another country, but he was going to go without all of the fanfare, and he was going to go as a commoner. So he left behind his entourage. He left behind his servants, and he left behind his royalty and his royal robes. And he went to that other country as, as every man. And when he arrived in that other country, he had nothing that would tell them that he was a king other than the things that he said and the things that he did. And that's what happened when Jesus came. When he came to get us, he left behind his royalty to become like us, to become man. And when he got here, his own didn't even know him. It says in John 1, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. He came to the priests. He came to his own house. He came to those who actually were groomed, were were bred, because they were the Levitical tribe. They were bred to know the word so that they would be ready to receive King Jesus when he showed up. But it was those very people that rejected him. And it was really interesting because they were the ones that accused him of being a drunkard and accused John the Baptist of having a demon. And so they didn't understand, they didn't have knowledge, and they didn't have understanding. And Jesus' reply to this was that you lack wisdom. You lack wisdom. I am the king of glory, and I'm standing before you, yet you don't even see the wisdom of how I have come to you. To And, 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 and he said this, that, that, that wisdom will be justified by her children. So he's saying, listen, the wisdom of what I'm doing will be justified in the, the, the birth of these new men and women that are going to come forth. And so Everything that I'm doing, you will eventually understand, or maybe not. But so he, he, he associated their rejection of him and their misunderstanding with a lack of wisdom. So if wisdom is a key and the fear of the Lord is the gateway to wisdom, then 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 what is the Lord saying? He's saying, look, you didn't have the fear of the Lord 
So therefore, the fear of the Lord opens up in our hearts the what if. And it leaves us open with a teachable heart that doesn't prescribe the way that that Jesus will come and the things that Jesus will do. Because it receives the wisdom of heaven, which is not the wisdom of man. Because the mind is enmity. And, and what happened with, the, with the, uh, the priests that when Jesus came, they were so, um, they were steeped in religion and traditions of man. Therefore, they could not receive anything that went beyond their own understanding 